0: I guess I didn't ask this. Is this a reality show, or is it scripted?
1: Pro- I mean, probably both, but either way, I'm hooked. I'm thinking about, you know, putting myself in, throwing my hat in the ring. Okay. Conversation is, you know, 95% of a relationship,
0: right? Yeah, but is it on the same channel as My Strange Addiction? Because didn't you get booted off that?
1: Uh, well, I don't, I mean, I don't like to talk. I wrote a lot of letters. Okay, I had a lot of ideas.
0: But I mean, they aired Apparen- that episode, so it's like. Well, apparently, people know. Fuck, fuck.
2: What the fuck? You guys see these? What
1: the fuck are you doing in here, you delinquent? Del-
2: fuck flip flops, dude! It's so cold outside for flip flops. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: you're a fucking My- idiot.
2: Toes are, they're black on the
0: end. Yeah, they didn't flip or flop because it's a they're ice blocks.
2: Yeah, it, hurt, it hurts to wear them.
0: I would have heard you if you came in with flip flops. Ground you
2: dipshits doing season two of the store, huh?
1: None of your fucking business. Get out. Yes,
0: season we are in our second. Two. We are in our second season of the store. That is right, tough teen. <laughs> What The fuck does he? Get where this have you? Where have you been? By yeah, the way, yeah, would
1: you go to juvie again?
0: juvie i don't know why i <laughs> care okay i fucking do it you know where i'd be gosh what do you okay what do you uh, want wow what do you want <laughs> get in and get out there's skeleton no skeleton
2: movie skeleton movie
0: we
1: don't have any dude we haven't fucking none
0: do you skeletons say that? of course on the next category li- shut up listen we know you want a skeleton movie but we need you to say skeleton movie That's part of our whole relationship. That's the dialogue tree. So when I ask, what do you want? You should just say, Skel, to have an attitude. Clap your your fucking
1: hands. Clap your fucking hands because I know you're going to fucking steal it. Clap your hands. Get away from the the fucking candy, dude. Get away from Mm it. Mm -mm. Hands up, bro. Whoa, you guys got
2: Butterfinger BBs? Yeah, that's a special order, dude. They haven't made these since the early 90s. Don't fuck with that shit, Got a great
0: deal. Got a great deal. You guys want to
2: see me dome them?
0: No. No, pay for them first. I'm going to take them to the dome. Wait, 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 wait. If you take all of them at the same time, you can have them. For freeze. Yeah, but you got to put them all in your mouth.
1: I'll give you whatever movie you want, but you got to return it on time.
0: Give me Skeletons Volume 3. Done.
2: Done. All right. Stand back. Go. Take your hands out of your pockets. I don't like that.
1: Do it. You're not going to do it. All right. Here it goes. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Look
0: at him. He's fucking choking. Nah, he's He's choking.
1: Look at that giant lump in his throat. (laughs) There's like 20 BBs in that thing. <laughs>
0: fucking die, bitch. Fucking die.
3: <laughs> That's a real motherfucker.
0: I can't wait for shit. your fucking ice flip flops to melt. I'm going to push you right outside the fucking store. Fucking push him now, dude. Bitch. Just
1: slide right out the fucking yeah, door, fuck dude. this
0: kid. <laughs> he is turning blue, though, so you should probably oh, hide like him again. You think I should? It, yeah, it's Co- not even red. worth it if he dies. Anyway. Code red.
1: Nope. He swallowed that shit, bro. I can still see the lump. Code red. Yeah.
0: Did, uh, swallow that. No way. You're not washing it down with a code red. <laughs> All, right.
1: <laughs> All right. Come here. Come here. was Yeah. 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 <laughs> spit it. You're supposed to spit it out.
0: <laughs> All right. Dan, he did that shit just so you'd hug him. I know. He wanted a hug. Kid needs a hug.
3: You guys want a cover red?
0: Yeah.
1: Alright. Alright. You deserve it. Uh let's sit back. This kind of reminds me of a of a movie. This week on Five Day Reynolds Swallow. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals podcast. We are the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre category. This week's category is a brand new one called "That's Not Healthy," and this week's movie is Swallow from 2019. I'm your host, Laundry Dan. I'll be taking you through this one this evening. Um, I can't do it alone. Uh, every week, it's like swallowing broken glass with these two gentlemen. Uh, my co-host, Bones and Cron. How are you,
0: Bone S? Bonus?
1: Bone S. Bone S. Are you, yeah? Are you a plus now?
2: Bones plus.
0: Guess you guys didn't watch the fucking movie. Hi guys.
2: <laughs> hey, this movie. Doesn't make the bullshot drink look so bad when you think about it.
0: No, there's worse things to swallow than a bullshot. Yes, Cron, that's true.
2: Thank you for
1: calling it a shot. It's not no a shot. shot. <laughs> the name of the drink is bullshot. We have a special guest, and you're confusing the hell out of her right now. Yes, ladies, gentlemen, folks of all ages, we do have a special guest tonight joining us for Swallow with this first kickoff for that's not healthy. She is coming all the way from Kansas City, Missouri, representing the Midwest. She's a producer. She's a writer. She's a stylist. She's a director. Ladies, and gentlemen, please welcome Jill Givarghizian to the podcast. Hello.
4: I expected a crowd to start cheering after that. I can um, edit that in if you want. See yeah, <sighs> the, the trap that the old shows had. Thank you for having me, guys. Oh, I'm welcome! I'm excited to talk
1: about this movie. Thank you for your time. <laughs> like I said, I know everybody's busy. But Jill, please tell everybody where they can find you. Uh promote anything you want.
4: All right. Um, you can find me on all the medias social medias at jill six with two x's um and then if you still you should still follow the stylist because there's weird we still new things happening but i also have a film out playing festivals right now that i help produce called black mold and we're at black mold film so we should be having release info soon about that one but yeah and my website, sixtape.com, that I desperately need to update that I'm reminded every time I say this on an interview. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so don't look at it. I need to fix it first.
1: Well, we don't
2: even <laughs> have a website, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, there I... the, is the new one still, like, in the horror genre? Um,
4: Black Mold is. Mm-hmm. And it's like a thriller horror. It was directed by John Pata, who actually connected to the stylist too he edited the stylist and it's a lot of the same crew the same cinematographer production designer composer um but i also have a new film in post-production that i can't yet announce the title dying to um but hopefully that'll be playing festivals next
1: spring starting and you went up to massachusetts for that one right maryland Maryland that, that
4: general area which I first couldn't tell you how close they were till I was up there Um But yeah we were in a I worked with Ed Sanchez The director of the original Blair Witch Project He produced this one Um So we were up in his His stomping grounds Near where they shot Blair Witch Which I did geek out and go to a couple of the locations
2: <laughs> Does anybody go out there and leave a little You know the little like figure things
4: um not that i found but i went to like that the town burkittsville that they start the movie in and that little cemetery and the mayor of the town which the town is like 200 maybe 100 people um Mm -hmm. walked me around the cemetery and told me about it it was really cool um but uh ed's daughter bianca sanchez worked on my film and she made one of them while we were shooting something and I took one thing off so it wouldn't be exactly the same, so I couldn't possibly get in any kind of copyright trouble, but I put it in the background of a shot. No one will ever notice because I also changed it because I was scared <laughs> about the legalities of that.
1: I was going to say, now that's going to be the only thing I'm going to be looking for.
2: Like, I, just, I just yeah. blew, blew it. Looking in the background of every frame.
0: <laughs> well, we've never changed anything on this show because we realized we were afraid after immediately saying it so don't worry <laughs> never you know All i'm good. obsessed with um people throwing the pizza at the breaking bad house do people <laughs> kick a map into the river whenever they visit the blair witch stomping grounds because that could i mean that hurts nobody they should. it's compostable well,
4: as long as Maybe. they're not polluting that part is, is where i have a problem okay. but yeah, you um can
2: end up with like 30 maps hilarious <laughs> Dude, it depends on who your favorite character
1: is. I mean, I put the beanie on and just let my nose run. I think my favorite character
0: is the Blair Witch because they win in the end, so. Mm -hmm. We don't know that. Winner.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Dude could still be Blair Witching in the corner.
4: (laughs) Wait, I have to brag. I'm a huge Blair Witch nerd, so it was hard for me to, like, play it cool, which I didn't even try when we were making this movie. (laughs) Um, But the mic... Williams who plays the guy staring at the wall in the corner is in the film as well. Um, And he told us lots of cool stories about the making of, and we were just geeked out (laughs) trying to act like we're professional filmmakers while really just nerding out with the the actor about all these stories.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's always been one of my favorites. So jealousy over here, jelly as the kids say, guys, that's a reference to jelly, jealousy. You got it?
0: Yeah, no? I think okay. I've
1: heard Remember? that before.
0: I don't think I'm ready for that reference.
1: Oh I think somebody famous sings like a song like that or something. Nope. <laughs> you know you're a part up, of the beehive, dude. Huge, huge beehive over here. All right. Yeah, we're talking to Jill. She is the director of The Stylist. It is a movie that you can uh I believe it's still on Shudder and Arrow. Yes. If you have the arrow streaming service, but, uh, buy that shit. How about that? Help her out. I, I did come across the stylist. We did a category called demanding women where it was just women directors. <laughs> and it was actually my choice for a little bit. And then I was like, Oh, maybe I can get Jill on the show at some point. So I chose a different path there. And here we are. Dreams do come true guys. They do. Yes.
4: You just have to make him happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I will give Dan credit. He is the tenacious one of the three. I think, speak for Kron and myself, we would rather just stay in our own little nook and not have to embarrass ourselves in front of people. Um, so, But Dan doesn't care. He just causes that- the problem and I have to fix it. So.
4: <laughs> He's your guys' front, front man of the band? 100%.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd you guys, I'd definitely be on bass in that band.
2: You guys throw drugs at me all the
1: time. That's why I'm like this.
0: That's the only way you'll show up. Yeah, I'm that's trying true. to drum and mix and take tickets. It's fucking sucks.
2: It's part of the band life, dude. <laughs> Jill, we
1: apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, the show's bad, so thank you. (laughs) The show's bad.
1: It's badass, all right, guys? They don't have any confidence. I tell them all the time, you gotta have confidence in yourself. Fake it till you make it, man. Come on. We're here. We're gonna be bigger than uh, Joe Rogan? I don't know. But we are here to talk about a movie tonight. Uh, Jill has gave us her time to talk about Swallow from 2019, directed by Carlo Marabella Davis. Uh... First watches for uh, Cron's and Bones?
0: Yep. Yes, sir. Hadn't even heard of it. Right? Me neither. Jill? Jill? It
4: was my second watch. I was very hyped when it first came out. And I'm even more hyped when I watched it again. <laughs> awesome.
1: Well, that's good. Uh, opening thoughts, gentlemen. We'll start with you
2: two first. Uh, I mean, it is effective, Right. I think I was uncomfortable while watching this movie for uh, like the 10 minute mark onward. So it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty disturbing. Like we'll get there, but watching someone eat a marble even is troubling.
0: <laughs> yeah. I and marble
2: is like best case scenario. Yeah, 100%. Movie, so. That should be
0: smooth. Yeah. Smooth as hell. It's not a Jack's piece. Um. Yeah, I would agree with you. I'm not going to give away the ending, but when the ending is a sigh of relief, you know the first hour and a half leading up to that was pretty brutal. So, very effective. 100% crime. And Jill?
4: Um, well, I have to agree with the disturbing element of this movie. Um. I have so many things to say, but I'm sure we we'll can get into detail about that crap. But um I just I really like this movie and I I think I'm most impressed by how confidently made it is. It's like it just feels like it has such a strong and clear vision. It's not like this is this guy's first film, first feature, and it's more confidently made than some filmmakers ever make anything. Um you can just feel like it has, there was some like discipline and rules and intentionality behind every single moment. Um, and I really like that filmmakers like that that have. You can feel it instantly. It's like so confident.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's a great acting job here by uh, our main character Hunter, and I think on the second viewing you. I think you catch a few more things, just maybe her uh, facial expressions and stuff like that, but uh, I'm not going to expose a lot, because all of you have to guess my letterbox tonight, so you guys want to move into that? Please, yes. rate my letterboxed.
0: Jill, you so, Jill, are We're
1: guessing
4: your star number, correct? Right? Yeah, letter yeah.
0: letterboxed. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm good. I'm going to give Dan a 4.0.
2: Yeah, it's a good guess. Uh, I'm going to say 4.0 as well. I want to say something
4: different just to say something different, but Um, that's where I was leaning. Honestly, since I thought about the movie since watching it Monday, I'm about to raise my star realizing how much I like it. Um, I'll go with, Four? Should I do something four and a half for fun?
1: <laughs> so 4.5. All right. This is what Jill's giving me. That's not do my Do you score.
4: reveal this at the end?
1: Or yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll guess each other's as well. Okay. Just, just for uh, shits and giggles.
0: One of the many yeah. convoluted things of this show, so... Mm-hmm.
1: It'll make sense, like 50 episodes in, you'll be like, oh. Yeah, it'll
0: finally (laughs) click, yeah.
2: Don't do that to yourself, please. (laughs) But it is good to have the listener on the edge of their seat through this entire recording, because they'll just be waiting until the end for Dan to finally tell us what his letterbox score is. To say
0: a number, yeah.
1: (laughs) What if I didn't rate it? Does the show never
2: end? I think the whole premise of the show is that we rate the movie at the end. It's kind of the one thing that we do.
1: I'm trying to find just a loophole to where we can record for like 17 hours straight. Not tonight.
0: The the loophole is your computer software will not handle that.
1: I got 10
0: gigs running to this baby. Cool.
2: You know how many power stations i got outside 10 gigs is not that much anymore dan. <laughs> power
1: station. you live in a city without
2: 5g cron what are you talking about you could basically play like doom 2 on your computer and that's about it
0: what if what dan meant about power station outside it was like robert palmer and like the rest of the super group just like rocking out outside It's a deep fucking cut
1: That is, you're showing your age
0: with that cut, bro Just learn it No one
1: listening is gonna know
4: what you're talking about
1: (laughs) You know Peter Gabriel's putting out a new album here soon? First one in 21 years
0: The Sledgehammer?
1: Yeah, supposedly it's pretty good
2: Sledgehammer part two, dude (laughs) The Smash Isn't a isn't Jimmy Buffett putting out a new album? And he's he's hey, dead, dude. Hey, man. Relax. I'm, <laughs> I'm a parrot Don't bring up that. You know,
1: I went through a two week depression. I'm a parrothead. But I think he, I mean, he's at least giving you one more album. Jill, favorite Jimmy Buffett song. Go.
4: I don't know his songs well <sighs> enough to say
1: this. Kron, favorite Jimmy Buffett song. And it can't be 5 o'clock somewhere. Uh, cheeseburger in Paradise? Ah, that's a great song, actually. <laughs> <laughs> quick question, gentlemen. Uh, did your wives watch this movie?
2: God, no. no. I, no I think this God, would have been... no. no, no, no she she no. would have checked out pretty quick.
1: Mine, watched the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Tougher than your guys' wives. <laughs> Jill, did anybody watch it with you?
4: No, um, I watched it with a friend when it first came out, um, but not this time. I was nerding out with my notes. Holy, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. That's what we'd I love like to see. do that with movies. And like when I'm, I like to study movies when I'm watching them by myself. But, and I did it this time to be prepared for this, but also I was like, I didn't do this last time I watched it. And it makes me realize how much. I don't know. You think way more about a film. It's like, I'm like really in a class. <laughs> I like yeah. take notes.
1: I think it helps with us. Cause we, well, each host has to plot. And I think when we first started this, me and Karan, we operate on a, a dingy level of what we can get into with movies. And we were like, yeah, we're going to bring this crazy ass movie. And then you realize once you start rolling through plot, you're like, I don't want, to make them suffer through this because I got to plot this thing. So I yeah. think we kind of raised the bar a little bit with that. Bones, he has a certain level he won't dip towards. You get an action movie in there, he's fine. We could pull some shit that you'd be like, I'm not showing up for the show, guys. Later.
0: I put my plot notes against your plot notes. And Murdered. Shakespearean prose against...
1: Are we talking you're grammar? Fucking... You, you're including grammar? I can't even no, say including.
0: my 10 gig computer fixes my grammars for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew I should have upgraded.
2: I've just been doing my notes in a uh, Wingdings font. <laughs> so it's just symbols, you know? Mm-hmm. I know what all of them mean.
0: We yeah, have, your emails don't are we're always get weird. Predator font. Predator font's basically wingdings, right? <laughs> what, like for the movie? No, just in general. Like, let me learn no, like Predator. on his thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got you.
2: Because I thought the front, I was, yeah, that's a
1: badass
0: as well. And then I
2: was like, oh, the yeah, digital stuff. Well, isn't his thing just like slashes and dots?
0: Isn't that all?
2: It's sideways force.
0: Calligraphy? <laughs>
2: Yeah, but wingdings is like a hand pointing up and a man walking. And oh, stuff. that's
0: wingdings. I'm sorry, that I couldn't understand then. So, it's like Jill, early Jill, what'd you do last
1: night? I listened to three guys talk about the font from Predator for fifteen minutes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is so what I ruined tell people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you got to listen to this show. <laughs> All right, any final thoughts on a uh, swallow here up front before we start running this plot, gentlemen? And ladies, Jill, I will congratulate you. You're busting walls out here on five day rentals. You are the first woman brave enough to be on
0: five day rentals. So thank you.
4: Finally, you guys need to change it up. Damn, I'm
0: trying, trying here. 100%. Yes. And I, I think this is a great movie for you to help guide us through as well. I might be leaning, uh, on some of your insight because of that. So I'll try not to let me say this. I think we were all kind of freaking out because like, Oh, this might be too heavy of a movie in terms of some of the subject matter. So there's always this element of how far can you joke without it, you know, being offensive. And I think this is like a great way to test that. So, uh, Please feel free to call me out specifically on any bullshit. You can call them out on whatever, but if I get a little little too much, please. I I'm will. the sensitive one. Of the group. <laughs> I'm the sensitive one. That's why.
1: It's true. He is. Which I don't. I big so, big soft. It works. Jill, you are the director, so you can call us three Midwestern idiots. Idiots anytime you want. We will not be offended at all.
4: Hey, I'm Midwest as well.
1: Midwest, Kansas City, Missouri.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but we are, the three of us are idiots, so.
1: (laughs) And we're from the middle of Missouri, so we're even more idiot, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Bones is in St. Louis, so I guess he's sophisticated.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I hold my pinky at an arch when I drink my tea. I like
1: what you did there, Arch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's in St. Louis, right? Jill, he's going <laughs> to start
0: is. eventually talking about the plot, and the whole point of it is to just interrupt the shit out of him. So we might get annoying with that, but also any actual insight is going to be appreciated because we often get so sidetracked we forget while we're here. So <laughs> if you need to hold up like the wristwatch, like hurry the fuck up, by all means. We want to be respectful of your time, but the game is always how long can we make it go? <laughs> so do never, never feel bad about wanting to jump in or cut him off or go back to something. Fair game. Yeah.
1: Anything you find interesting, if instead uh, said you jotted a note down where I'm at that part, just bust right in there. We don't care. I don't care. All right, gentlemen, we start off with the back of the head of our main character, Hunter here. She pushes it up to the left side. Uh, This is something she does throughout the film. Uh, This is actually the first shot that was shot for the movie as well. Uh, Hunter is a young woman from a lower working class family. She she is recently married to Richie, a man from a wealthy family who is set to take over as the CEO of his father's Manhattan Corporation.
0: There are times Uh, in this where she looks like a hybrid of jennifer lawrence and michelle williams it
4: who she does she's so good too i wanted you brought her performance earlier but she's she could she barely probably has any dialogue if you add it all up but she doesn't even need to say a word she's so good it's just like she can perform an entire movie i think without saying
2: anything <laughs> i guess you put this Which, on what mute. is her th- name I feel bad I don't know. Haley Haley. Haley Bennett. Bennett.
4: Okay. She's great.
2: But yeah, that's something I thought of too when I, like after I had watched this was just like there's not a ton of dialogue from her character and she, I mean, is definitely still like the main thing to be looking at on the screen. You know, it's crazy. So.
4: Yeah. It's still like really intimate without her having to say anything. It's such... It's uh, you are so close to her watching
1: Mm. the film. Uh, Richie's father makes the CEO announcement at a dinner party. Uh, We also get some cuts in here of uh, lamb being slaughtered for the dinner party because they're eating a lamb chop there. Uh, We get some few cuts of Hunter doing some stuff around the house. I mean, if you're living in that house, are you cleaning the pool by yourself? you have hired somebody for that?
0: You need you need to learn how to do it so you can instruct the help how you want it be, to be done, right? A good leader leads like from the front. So you can
1: yell at them when they do it wrong. Yeah. Is that when you're you getting And you can at?
0: confidently back up. I know how to skim that fucking pool. So. Yeah.
1: And the second time they do it wrong, that's when you go out there and you physically show them that you can f- clean a pool.
0: Yeah. And if he, had you not done that, you'd look like a fucking idiot.
2: I mean, there's also a difference too in cleaning the entire pool and getting a leaf out of it. You know, I mean, you at least got to know how to work that skimmer net thing. You're not calling every uh, somebody every time a leaf falls in.
1: Kron's never cleaned a pool.
2: <laughs> no, you've no, you've never no. cleaned a pool. We're from the Midwest, dude. Kron- <laughs> you don't need a skimmer Why would I for own one a pool? leaf.
0: You just make a little whirlpool in one corner of it, and eventually, like, it might take an hour, but that leaf will come over to you. It'll get there. Do you got to keep spinning the water
1: the whole time? Yeah, it's, you got to have, like, four people going at one yeah. time.
0: Oh, that's so fun. You ever do that? It is.
1: Whirlpool is pretty
0: good, though. That's pretty cool. It's
1: a great exercise, too. Can
0: I, uh, can I ask a question <laughs> if you're, uh, Yeah, sure. What do you want? Uh hey the 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 pita hippie that i am you know no animals were harmed in the making of this movie but if you're eating the lamb are you allowed to to slaughter it and show it being slaughtered and then eaten
4: like like actually film it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
4: legally no i don't think you can okay no you cannot
0: so that would have all had to have been. I guess you could some film sort a of a...
4: documentary. <laughs> now I'm wondering about this re- really way too seriously. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just a genuine question because the the lamb carcass looked uh, graphic and gross, and it made yeah. me wonder, like, well, if they're actually cooking this and serving it, are they allowed to to do that? What's crazy
4: is and doesn't exactly make sense but i guess it does um i'm an animal person and very people have asked me multiple times to use like animal parts in place of effects and i'm like no that's getting rid of an entire job and the creativity what's the point of that um cuz i've been on sets where they've had like animal guts and it smells like disgusting as shit obviously um but so people do buy Things at like barber or butcher shops, hair is always on my brain, um, (laughs) and use it in films, but you can't legally kill something on it, which is an interesting hypocrisy. Uh, not that I want people to kill things on its camera, please keep (laughs) let me make that clear as hell. Um, you heard it here first. They try to use some like the kind of rats that you feed to snakes in one of my movies. And I was like, no, even though I understand they're already dead. I just don't want to be a part of that kind of, like I just, I've made a clear rule for myself, so I can't go back on it now. Um, but yeah, people do. I don't know. That was a rant. Christ. And I'm done. Loved
0: it. <laughs> Loved it.
1: You're on the, you're on the right show.
4: <laughs>
1: I'm good like at ranting. ugh we got 150 episodes of it. <laughs> I'm saying we could make a whole episode of just asking you director questions, I'm sure, but we'll, we'll we're, do we're the movie, not. right? We'll do the movie. It's tough. You guys, <laughs> wanna, I can clear it now. I delete it. Turn off one of these generators. All right. This affords Hunter the ability That's, to- You'll be five gigs down, dude. Yeah, dude. You don't want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> what What was my total? What?
0: Your total was 10
1: <laughs> <a 10>? Okay. <laughs> all right. This affords Hunter the ability to stay at home in the couple's lavish upstate New York or New York home. Nice looking house. We'll say that. They would not yeah, let us yeah. in this house at all.
0: Yeah, I was really Gosh. jelly of it.
1: I don't know what that means.
4: Yes, you do. <laughs> the house is so... Now I'm going to get too serious in order to be making jokes. <laughs> the house is perfect for this film. Like it symbolized like her, how you know, like the whole point making her look so lonely. She's in a glass so house, so empty and still. I mean, even the the camera work connecting to this, like the camera almost never moves, which most cinematographers are like that takes the confidence. <laughs> That's crazy. Like. People just move cameras to make it seem interesting. Like that's literally just this stupid thing that everyone thinks. Um, and just like almost the whole time is just like still shot, still shot. Like a couple times it moves, and it's like super obvious because it never happens, barely ever happens.
1: I like their I color. It. Their color choices as well with just a few bold in the back, like the green in the kitchen over the backsplash and stuff like that. Yeah. I think works, it pops really good. Um, God damn it, where am I at? All right, their Upstate New Home, Hunter uses her time to make wonderful dinners. Uh, she could also be called the perfect stay-at-home wife, but Hunter finds herself emotionally stifled and isolated in both her marriage and domestic life, while Richie is distant towards her. Uh, Hunter is basically ignored by Richie during the dinner that she prepared for him one night. Uh, she even dressed up very nice for him as well. He even makes a comment. Oh, wow, you look great. Uh,
2: yeah, they kind of have like a, I don't know, like almost a, you know, 50s dynamic for a relationship where she like dresses up real nice for dinner. I guess she's expected to, you know, have like three or four courses on the table. It just seems like it's all like, un, you know, it's like, so fancy it's almost unbelievable you know but that very kind of old school mentality of like i go work all day and you do this so
0: i think a lot of the imagery is meant to incite that right like a lot of her dresses have Mm -hmm. that sort of 50s flair the the classic her vacuuming you know it
4: um i have a note literally that's like it's the 1950s the whole like women were made to be seen and not heard like she should look pretty but don't like expect him to actually listen to anything you have to say or like no one treats her like a human being in this movie until that the like nurse they hire which is truly just like a security to keep her from running away. Yeah. Sorry so I went ahead. No, oh, you're fine. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh <clears throat> yeah, we kind of touched on that her looks are from the 50s they say a lot about her. She is into it at this point. Um, but yeah, he just ignores her. He gets on the phone while she's trying to have a conversation about, uh, an Oasis album, morning glory. No, you guys are not. I don't remember that part. No,
0: she's talking about flowers, (laughs) brah.
3: Oh,
1: (laughs) what's the story? Morning glory. Um, but yeah, she is ignored. Gets on his phone. Uh,
0: up to I mean this, it's opposite Yeah. But up to this point he's not terrible. Right? At the dinner he does thank her, he acknowledges her. I couldn't do it without her. He does sort of quote or he, he's very thankful of the dinner and, and comments on her. You could even argue he he apologizes about having to use the phone, right? It's it's not until uh, yeah. he's like up with his family that you realize oh, sh- how ingrained his shittiness is.
4: I feel like that phone conversation, though, was like a a quick decline. You realize like, oh, OK, he doesn't listen to her at all or care. or mm-hmm. And then she goes down this desperate attempt for, I think, someone to notice. Mm-hmm.
1: Do we want more of Richie? Or is it just enough for the effectiveness of this movie? I think cuz it yeah i agree with bones i think he has a seed in there that maybe he can realize daddy 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 is doing this all but yeah I, and, I mean i think it
0: works yeah and not to get too ahead but there are times where when he's not around his parents there's a he's not as bad there's little seeds and even if when he is with his parents and he's not being proactive his parents cut in and speak for him so uh, we, we'll talk about it on the phone call towards the end, but I think he's used the right amount. I, I want to say a great thing about I think this movie is paced excellent. I think the runtime is perfect. It doesn't stew and, and and sit too long. I think it books. Because I honestly think the second time I watched it, I was shocked at how fast we got to like basically the third act. Like, okay, this, this moves a lot quicker.
4: It's interesting because it is like technically or like it is a slow paced film, but it's not. I feel like people started using slow as like a, a negative connotation. Like some things just are they're supposed to be slow. It's not an like you're saying it's not an action movie, um, but it it's unfolding. it earns like every moment, it doesn't feel like you're like just waiting for the next part, you know, like for something to happen. Um,
3: yeah.
4: I don't know what. Some movies just, like, capture that magic. I don't know how, like, what the difference is, but this one has it.
2: Yeah, I feel like with something like this, too, you do kind of need... I mean, you you need to have, like, some room to breathe in it, right? Like, you feel like it is so intense at points that you do need, like, a slower-paced dialogue scene to kind of break up how crazy some of the rest of the film gets, so... I like that there is, like, a gradual progression, you know, of, like, this film kind of starting small and ratcheting up the further you go into it.
0: Yeah. yeah. often, Oftentimes we say slow burn means there's nothing for 90 minutes and then it's going to shock you in the last five, right? Like, it, and I, I don't like that. That doesn't entertain me. But this, to me, is consistently burning. Mm-hmm. And, And like,
4: tension building, it's, like, is uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, the next morning we find out that Hunter is expecting a baby. Uh, She seems kind of down, kind of down the middle with this information. Like I said, the second time you kind of see her reaction, I think the first time I watched it, you kind of go to Richie's conversation because he calls his parents to tell him. And she kind of smiles a few times, but she's also very. I don't know. You could tell she's thinking about it. I think that works very well. I think that was really. Like I said, her facial expressions are wonderful, which I caught a lot more on the second viewing.
0: Also, uh, when Richie calls his parents, he says, We're pregnant. And that has always bugged me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you not know how.
0: <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know. What I have say- to give What I'm to saying is, I I don't think it's a 50 50 split enough to say, "Hey, we're pregnant."
2: Okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of a 99 1 split. Yeah, you get
0: right down <laughs> to it. I mean,
1: I will say I have two children, and I never said to my parents we're pregnant because they would have been like, "No, you're not. You're just making this up." Yeah, you <laughs> say give you money.
0: Yeah, you say my wife <laughs> fucked up again,
1: and I, I said no, you it's put not all mine. The blame on her. Yeah. It's not mine, guys. I need <laughs> to move in. <laughs>
4: um, as someone who's never been, <laughs> um, I kind of like the idea of men saying that, like it's okay, taking some sort of responsibility that so many do not at all. Um. But I hear but then I hear the they're not actually carrying the thing and dealing with that sounds terrifying. Um so but yeah, like you're saying with her performance. Um I feel like yeah, she's subtly showing this fear of being more trapped in this situation, like within this family where she has no one cares about her and has no control. Um the hallway I'd to like the escape slow is longer. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, aimed one at Kron. This is a very nice house. I bet the microwave even has the
2: correct calendar on it. Hey. <laughs> All right. These guys, I told these guys one time, every time my power goes out in the house, uh, to get my microwave to work again, I have to enter both the time and the date. And think. They- <laughs> Thought that was insane. What? I don't know why it's I mean, it was just in the house when we moved in. I don't know why it's set up that way. Because it was
1: $40, because they were like, you gotta set the time and the date, and nobody wants to buy this thing. So that's why they put it in that house. Right.
2: Problem. It
1: microwaves food fine, yeah, dude.
4: <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a reason why a calendar or a calendar, why a microwave ever needs to know what it is. <laughs> It's like I mean, you can set it to, like, microwave stuff for you ahead of
2: <laughs> I mean, the weirder thing is, is it's counting down days, which is yeah. very uncomfortable. I was going to
0: ask, <laughs> is it a pre-Y2K microwave?
4: Counting down <laughs> So you can yeah. set, like, the next exciting event
0: is this yeah, many just, days away.
2: I don't know what's going to happen when it hits zero.
0: <laughs> You've only got 90 bean burritos left. <laughs>
2: Let's call it ninety days of bean burritos. At least, <laughs> <laughs> let's be realistic.
1: Yeah, Dan, this you're is a little wired.
4: Where at the end, the microwave, like something horrible happened. It explodes. I don't know. We need to make this movie.
1: <laughs> I guess if he doesn't show up in ninety days, we'll know what happened. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dan, you're wired today. What happened? Uh-uh, My microwave went off. I didn't take my pills. <laughs> it's my reminder. All right okay. where are we at? <laughs> Welcome to five <5D> day Reynolds, Jill <laughs> at dinner with Richie's parents uh, of course, they congratulate the young couple for their pregnancy richie's mom's richie mom's Richie's mom tells a strange <laughs> ass story She's a rich mom. about him about that's him fine. sucking on a cat's tail. What the fuck?
4: yeah that's. <laughs> I like how there's these subtle extra things that are, yeah, just more like, what
1: the fuck is going on? It's like, yeah, the cat's tail was always wet. I'm like, well, I don't think it's a chi- <laughs> I've never seen a child put a cat's tail in its
2: mouth. Don't you think the cat would fuck the kid up? Like, <laughs> yeah. My mom said I used to try to pick up our cat when I was really little and it would like scratch the hell out of me. I- she was like, eventually you just learn not to do that. So it was fine.
0: Might be the cat's thing. I don't know. I mean, some that's cats a might weird, like getting that's their That's a weird stuff, cat, you know? not a
1: weird kid. Yeah, weird I mean, cat. Kids
0: will like
4: suck on weird things like in stuffed animals and stuff, but not. I had never heard a real animal. Well, in real life, I have yet to hear that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's probably a whole Facebook community. We haven't even. Karan, looked that up.
0: I have a cat. If you guys want to provide one of your children, we can run no. a test.
1: i fed my mom's cat the other day, and it scratched me because I fed it. It's like I'm giving you food. I'm giving you life. So on you tail made you suck on its tail would have made it. Suck on
2: its <laughs> tail. No, I'm not
1: getting that. My face is not getting anywhere near that cat.
2: There's like a certain you know decorum that you need to follow, Dan. In your you bean is in that room right now. Nah, she's not in here. You fucking liar. She's asleep.
1: Somewhere, not here. In that room, I could see or tell.
0: <laughs> of course, he's lying because you would spend the next five minutes of the show trying to convince him to suck the tail.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. I that's
1: would...
2: I would PayPal him money. Yes. And it's not going to work, Dan. This is an audio medium. No one will. Oh, it's recording.
0: I'm Hunter's is pretty in... <laughs> descriptive.
1: Hunter is enticed to tell a story only to be interrupted by her father in law. Uh, She zones out uh, as he's asking Richie about the business. Uh, Hunter does focus on a glass of water and eats an ice cube very loudly that breaks up the conversation between Richie and his father, and they kind of look at her.
0: I fucking loved it. Uh, I'm interrupted constantly in my family. They might be over there. Uh, I run into this all the time, so this was the one thing I could relate with her, and uh, the chewing on the ice cube is a... I have now uh going to start incorporating that at family dinners because it was a a nice little subtle fuck you I thought.
4: It's a great moment.
1: Yeah, her this ice is is totally awesome. <laughs> I think that gives you kind of a view of real hunter maybe. Like that's how she would talk and I don't know, it seems like her voice kind of changes when she says that. So.
4: Oh yeah, she's using that like delicate feminine voice and you're never supposed to have an emotion or care or upset anybody. (laughs) Like, Oh man. (laughs) I can't stand it. (laughs) That part was hard to watch like a woman acting this way because he got so in the 1950s.
1: All right. One day while home alone, Hunter develops the impulse to eat a marble. Um... Hunter has a small box filled with random items, uh, and Hunter is very happy after swallowing the marble
2: that evening. When I realized this is what the movie was gonna be, I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> like this is because the marble was bad enough, right? Like, I've I've swallowed a marble in real life, guys. I think I swallowed a penny
0: when I was like a little kid. Buns? Anything? Did you, did you make money on it, cron Did you shit out a nickel? <laughs> I wish, dude. I would have never stopped.
2: If, <laughs> if I kept going up in currency. Mm-hmm.
4: I did something dumb when I was little. All right. I was waiting for the ice cream man. And I don't even know why I did this, but I put a quarter in my mouth and swallowed it. And then it was stuck. And then my mom had to take me to the emergency room Damn. to get it removed. I'm like... I don't know, real young um, Yeah So I did that I was not trying to swallow it And com- challenge myself Like Hunter <laughs> seems to be doing um, This is Not funny um, Bucked up thing I went to this uh, old psychiatric hospital In St. Joe, Missouri Which is ne- like a museum now um, Of like the fucking horrific shit they did to people back then they're still probably doing horrible things to people in those places but um there was an exhibit of this woman that was there a long time ago and all of the stuff that they found in her stomach after she died and it was tons of stuff like this like hundreds of things um all put out on this table it was crazy so this is just a real thing
2: yeah it just stays there, though. I mean, I guess like a, like the marble, she could pass, but I guess eventually you just get too much of it in there, and it just hangs out in your gut forever.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe all this stuff was made of gum, and it's just. Is that what got they like say? A ten year breakdown. Yeah, it stays stays in your that old wives' <laughs> tale.
1: Well, you gotta you yes. gotta pass you gotta pass the fucking watermelon that's grown in there first before you get to the gum.
0: Is that, <laughs> is that shit true? Like if you fucking yeah. swallow a pumpkin seed, you're going to have That's like a not true, pumpkin dude. patch come out of your
2: ass. Yes, it is. No, it's it hits your stomach acid. How is it going to grow? You guys want to see my vine?
4: <laughs> Some cartoon did this from in the 90s, and it's really come. I can't figure out what it is when you guys were saying this. Where one of them ate something and then it grew on <laughs> in their stomach. I don't know what the fuck it was.
1: All right. A little bit. <laughs> little bitch Richie. He gets mad about his tie uh, that Hunter um, ironed for him. Oh.
0: Apparently, it's silk. On this specifically, like one of the things we haven't really, I think, script pretty concise. A lot of good payoffs in this because the night before the, the tie incident, they're laying in bed and she hints she says i did something really uh i'm really proud of today and you as the viewer you're like oh god please don't admit to this already and she kind of left turns and says that she's picked drapes or whatever and they go back and forth and he kind of blows it off but he says you couldn't do anything wrong you could never do anything wrong even if you try and it's very satisfying that immediately the next scene he's laying in uh, literally the next morning he's laying into her about ironing a tie
2: script wise not like <laughs> I feel like even in that scene, yeah. though, he <laughs> even in that scene with the drape thing though he's like oh that's an unconventional choice like he is still kind of like needling at her a little bit yeah mm-hmm. he
1: gets a little stab there
0: I think they I think they do a really good job at hinting that she's she is kind of faking all of this that may, her tastes aren't this. This is what she thinks she's supposed to be doing. Right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, yeah, she is watching like an HGTV type of television show at one I think in the very beginning. It's kind of talking about I don't know, maybe it's a food one. I don't I can't remember.
0: They're all the same. Food. Right. right?
1: house demolition. Some
0: goofy guy with his uptight wife and they're going to change stuff.
1: We're going to put...
0: The fire department's going to come by for a fucking buffet because they helped out. It's
1: a barbecue, dude. Come on, Bill. Mm -hmm. Stay for a beer. Mm Mm-hmm. A a lining lining kugel? Did I say that right? Thank you for sponsoring the show this week, lining kugel.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think when... When you were talking, I talked about how like Richie kind of shows seeds of maybe not being all bad, which I think that's true about any human or character. But yeah. um <laughs> but with him, I think it's kind of like a trick. It's like he's always he's always performing this like person he's supposed to be, and then it like trips up his real, you know, like aggression comes out a lot, like when something like the tie wasn't right or the colors were weird it's like he's trying to be nice but then that the real stuff bubbles out um like it's just this facade of like just fake emptiness until like his real emotions come out which are normally not very
1: friendly
3: yeah <laughs> which I in think
4: his he... Defense, he came from like a, an abusive shitty family or like at least psychologically abusive
1: I think you kind of get that too later on whenever he finds out some information and he's like, I'm, I'm going to buy you something today. Like, what do you, what do you want? And she's just like, uh. all right, we're jumping ahead. All right. Uh, this leads this argument about not an argument, but scolding from little bitch, Richie about the tie leads to Hunter uh, beginning to consume more. Other or more in. All right. More. Objects around the house. Jesus Christ. You got it. I fucking edit that shit out. Fuck. Uh, while vacuuming, she does find a thumbtack and can't help but swallow it. I like the little play here of how she spits it out and then kind
2: of goes back to it because you're like,
1: no, don't.
2: This is the <laughs> crazy part it. in a way. I, I feel like there should be six things between marble and thumbtack that like... Like, we're on day two of this, and we're really ratcheting up like where we're willing to go with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was, like, looking around. I was like, what is kind of in between a marble and a thumbtack? And I think a guitar pick might be my choice.
2: I landed on bottle cap. Could be between... <sighs> Plastic that could
4: be painful though. Oh, like, I, I went to the old school gla- uh, glass bottle cap. With mm-hmm. the edges. Oh, I,
2: I meant like a plastic one, mm-hmm. but I mean, I feel like I, if I had to choose, I think I'd rather give bottle cap a go than thumbtack. I'm going quarter, like right. Then you, yeah, go to well, you're not getting <laughs> any ice cream to
4: the ER afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I might have got ice cream after all of that. I, I hope. Can't
3: remember.
1: <laughs> My parents, we can't afford it. You went to the ER.
0: Did you get like one of those turtles ice cream cones with the shitty gumball eyes?
4: I loved those. (laughs) When I was little, um, I know all those fucking like character ones, but I liked the baseball glove, but I never wanted the gumball. Just take it off. Like I liked those popsicles though. What the hell is that? Even Like the consistency of those are not normal
1: frozen gum like who <laughs> yeah it's that like it's life? not
4: a popsicle it's not ice cream what is it <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. like sherbet kind of i used to always get those ones that it was just, i think it was just like you know flavored ice and then at the bottom would be a gumball and every time i got to the gumball and i was like man this thing sucks but i kept <laughs> i kept getting it <laughs> it's like you'd get to the gum and it's like all right finally i got to this gumball and then it would last i mean the flavor would be gone and 15 seconds. It's not about,
4: what What do they say? It's the journey, not the whatever. The mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but the destination <laughs> did suck when I got to it. I ain't going there
0: on vacation. That
4: was our first lesson in that as children.
2: <laughs>
0: I just always got that like patriotic rocket, you know, the red, white, and blue. But I would ride off into Tampa? the woods to eat it because I didn't want anybody else to watch. <laughs> you get ripped on
1: It's okay to eat
0: There's no way A popsicle you can... No, because you're either go... You're taking it Or you're trying to like Eat it on Jesus. the side And it's going to fall off the stick Or then you're like licking And it did have those grooves Which were real satisfying To get your tongue in that groove And go Real. Yeah. <laughs> okay i to have to oh, put up shit. A parental advisory I mean, that's what podcast. I was doing Jesus. Maybe. Okay, I'm seeing a Keep connection Keep talking, now. buddy
2: Keep talking Uh-huh <laughs> all right, the next time all three of us are hanging out together, we'll just <laughs> buy bomb the, pops, bro. We'll turn off we the TV have just have a popsicle together. <laughs> okay.
4: I mean, I, you're right. You can't eat a popsicle without looking sexual, mostly. <laughs> I, think.
1: I have a, a guy I work with, he worked like at for a roofing company for a long time, and he's like, This dude would cut up his bananas because he didn't want to get made fun of. I was like, it's a fucking <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is. He's like, he went to prison and shit. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, That's a different story now. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not stopping my banana to cut it up. Come on.
0: Cut a banana. What are we living in?
1: Russia. If you do, Russia, I don't care.
0: They don't have bananas over there. Yeah.
1: You don't think they have bananas in Russia? Oh, no, they only have. They're red, probably like they 80, 80, 80
2: rubles. Yeah.
1: Is it rubles in Russia?
2: Well, maybe like once a year get famous. july yeah
0: it's it's
1: 80 they... it's 82 d- once, degrees
0: once a year and that line is miles long yeah
1: hmm. all right this does not go down as smooth as the marble for uh hunter here she does f- i believe she throws the push pin up later that evening uh ricky does uh richie I was—I don't know why I call it Ricky. Uh, he, she does hide it from him as he has some buddies over from work, I guess. Not sure why one of them's jumping in the pool with in his underwear. Maybe they're just jackassing around or something.
2: Yeah, pool's right there, dude.
4: Isn't that a really creepy one? Who's like, I just need a hug, but then that moment is awesome.
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> I loved
1: it. Yeah, that guy is. That I like was,
4: it. Yeah, I like how she
1: she gets through that she's just like
4: okay First, she's like i don't know but then once they hug it's like for her it's like she needed that hug just mm-hmm. as much or more than mm-hmm. he did he's probably just being creepy but she could actually use a hug <laughs> uh
0: so jill a few episodes ago we covered the swimmer and i proposed is it time for us to start hugging again I jokingly said like is it time for men to start hugging other men's wives again right we used no. to do like the the kiss on the cheek and the, the I was like and I, I raised the question and the and I was immediately answered by no we should not because this absolutely creeped the hell out of me um, I don't,
4: I haven't seen the swimmer so I don't know okay what happened there but it's did, just what, at some point did people stop hugging the other people well, it was yeah, just I mean,
0: this
2: the swimmer's from like the late 60s <laughs> and it is very much it's like these rich people that just they just all hug and kiss when they meet and everything. I feel like it's not—it's not presented as like that weird in the movie. So no, no. sixty-eight. It, yeah,
0: it's not. They're also rich though.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe rich people I hug thought they, and kiss each I other.
0: I thought they just did this thing—the little limp. Hand. Well, that's monarchy. Like a, <laughs> uh, okay. Like a side hug. Oh, I hate a fucking side hug.
3: <laughs> all right
0: from I'd your rather, wife i'd rather eat a bomb pop in front of my friends than get a side hug <laughs> dude if
2: your wife is side hugging you you're you're, <laughs> you're in the trouble fast bro. Track to divorce <laughs> big d and i ain't talking dallas mm-hmm.
1: all right overtime. <laughs> overtime, hunter swallows uh metal figurines batteries a lock a chess piece a key
2: you can't swallow a battery I'm just trying, we'll say we'll get to
1: that PSA later. Shut
2: up. You can't swallow batteries.
0: You got to recharge, man. Got to recharge. they like burn
2: through your stomach.
0: Not if they don't That's crack, when baby.
4: Richie was really worried about her just because of the battery.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Did you like, see that? Could figure- really die. Did you see that figurine on the very end? It's like
0: it's like that fucking big. I'm like, I am hell? I think the lock is the most impressive.
1: And the jack because I don't know where the fuck she got a jack at. <laughs>
2: like, why do
0: they have like, jacks and shit in the house? I was like,
1: it's it's 2019. Where you had get the, a jack?
0: She had the instagram bowl trinket box, right? Hmm. Or are those like little yeah, toys it. from her life. Like, are we? Sp- are those things that? Uh, oh, okay. Maybe yeah. those she are from had her childhood. From... Yeah.
1: I gotcha, you. I gotcha. you. I did pause this no. part. And there are 12 items on that tray. So when Hunter does swallow something and it comes out, she does wash it and put it in on a tray as a display for herself, I guess. Um, I think we kind of already covered pick an item to swallow. Uh, is anybody going to dig through their own shit to find the stuff or are you just going to flush it?
2: You kind of got to make sure it comes out. I guess if you're willing to like swallow stuff that kind of comes along with the territory. I think that's what I was wondering if that's part of the, the pica
1: maybe.
4: I I wonder if it's like a kind of ritualistic for her that she has to complete this cycle thing and then display it. But then I was also questioning, is this also like a, a form of self harm or, or, or relate kind of related to that kind of thing when someone does something like that. Um, maybe not, she's not like consciously doing it thinking I want to harm myself. Um, but I feel like it's a similar thing. Like it's a similar cry for like help or attention. Um, I don't ever think cry for helps are like in conscious from the person that's doing it. Um, but I was just like, yeah, right questioning these things to myself like is this self-harm is it like a challenge it's so many things i don't
1: know what i think think it could be all rolled into one yeah because she seems like she wants to have the item so i don't know it's kind of like i guess if you get shot you want to keep the bullet right
0: uh well that you're gonna tell people this she's (laughs) yeah that's true i mean this is a It's a call and response in a way, right? Like they talk a lot about in in relationships, you're driving around and somebody says, Hey, look at that thing. Or your wife brings something up and you're, and then that is their auntie, right? They're starting a conversation. They want to engage and they want something back. She's not going to
1: turn the music up, dude.
0: Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Um, That That's a mean joke. Yeah. But she doesn't get anything back. She aunties up throughout, right? She's constantly asking about flowers and doing whatever and being blown off this is she is taking it in and getting like there is a ritualistic process to it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so the displayed go ahead jill
1: it
4: it reminds me of self-harm in that way too though that it's connected to like um a feeling of control no matter how whatever that thing is um which i think that's connected to harming like that um yeah, it's really interesting.
0: Sorry. <laughs> no, could control is oh, massive because she has little exterior control. Psychologically, she's like, what's what's the last thing that she can control? Like this pathway from her mouth to exit is might be it.
1: Well, I'm sure walking in and seeing her items on the tray also gives her a maybe a calmness in the situation that she's in, maybe.
3: Uh
0: probably far more calm than she is when she's got the big green gloves on and rooting through lamb
1: we don't know what she had bones come on hunter becomes pregnant we already covered that she's pregnant uh, did you you go back eight eight pages alright guys relax (laughs) I'm the host all right, she goes to a sonogram, and a technician does notice something very weird in her abdomen during the routine. Uh, she, she is rushed into emergency surgery to remove a variety of items trapped inside her intestine.
0: I did think a cool alternate poster for this could be like, you know, that sonogram shape that not quite a uh, triangle, like that sonar sort of look. And you had like some little pieces in that maybe like a a marble or a block i don't know why i thought that i was like that the imagery of that i think would be terrifying
2: wasn't that a alt poster for jackass one
0: <laughs> oh the, he had uh, the car. car up his ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't get away from that maybe it's so subconsciously inside of me i think it seeped in dude yeah
1: Well, that weekend was weird because Kron's like, we're going to reenact everything that happened in Jackass 1. That was rough.
0: Yeah, I handed you your car. (laughs) Yeah, you showed up to the event with the car already (laughs) installed. We're going
2: going backwards, dudes. (laughs) Starting at the end and moving forward. I, I pulled that short straw there.
1: All right, Hunter is diagnosed with pica which is the disorder, a psychological disorder that where individuals do swallow items. And so I didn't do a whole bunch of research on pica, so if you're familiar with it, don't at me, I guess. But it is a psychological disorder. Did anybody else look it up?
0: I have not. We're a
2: terrible podcast. I was already disturbed by uh, what I saw in this movie, so I wasn't going to go deep dive into
0: I will say, uh, I did a little bit. I knew the term, or I learned the term. Brought it up to my wife this week when she asked what the movie was about. I said the term, and she she knew it. She was like, "Oh, I'm aware of that." So, I hope that's not a you know. I think this was kind you, of
1: a TLC show of uh.
4: Yeah, they I can't make that show. Like yeah, like where like people eating eat weird things.
1: Yeah, there was a, like a person that so drank like, gasoline and shit
4: and I feel like those shows are so like they're in t- they feel so exploited. They don't feel like they care about these people at all. Um <laughs> I hate that feeling of all those like the the uh what people who hoarders like all those kind of shows just feel like mean-spirited ultimately. Um But yeah, they did have that show
2: is that I like remember? My Strange Addiction? Yeah, something? something like that. Because yeah, there was I that lady that, that would a...
0: eat her drywall. Yeah. I mean, just get a dog. We used to make things in this country, man. What the hell?
4: <laughs> I'm really curious about reading about this. Reading about this because I wonder. I in this film, I wonder. I'm not a psychologist, but I put to my own theory that she was running from, you know, she, we learn later her horrific past. And I feel like she thought, you know, being part of this family that seems very normal and picture perfect was going to be like something that would fix this pain she's carried her whole life. And when she realizes that doesn't fix it, um, and she turns to these extreme things and then I I just, yeah, I was just really interested about what brought her here, and but when we, we'll wait till we get to that. But her backstory and what she does about it is incredible.
1: (laughs) All right, Richie's parents they freak out, Catherine and Michael, and they arrange for her to see a psychiatrist in the city. During her therapy sessions, Hunter says she swallows the objects because she likes the feel. And the texture in her mouth, uh, Richie mo- Richie's mom's, Richie's mom, God, thinks she can fix Hunter by changing her diet. Uh, just you know, some kale and carrots fix that right up I- for you.
0: You got to get your iron, shit. Yeah.
1: I think the grossest part of me is the the camera going in to like into the stomach. Which the director said he was willing to do himself, but they were able to find footage so he didn't have to do it. But he was willing to, if if need
2: be. I was like, right on, dude. It's a passion project, right? I feel like as soon as they stick that little thing in the back of your throat, though, you're like, no, no never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think that's the... Like the the pin's bad... The marble I wasn't I wasn't such like eh now my wife was like, oh my god. But yeah, I think that was the worst for me.
0: And maybe the dirt because laying under that dusty bed, that was pretty pretty gross.
1: I think bones made me eat potting soil once yeah. at a party. Yeah. It was bad.
0: It was real bad. <laughs> What did he like sit on your chest and
1: No, it was a drunken what were we game in?
0: of truth and da- truth or dare. It was was it truth or dare? Yeah. Okay. And it escalated. Was, it got it bad. escalated real bad. Yeah. Why didn't, Why didn't I,
1: you go with truth, dude? I mean I just got out of jail for that shit. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a joke. <laughs> Welcome back everybody to 5 Dave Reynolds. We're here with the director of The Stylist, Jill Givarghizian. Did I, did I say it right?
4: Very very close. <sighs> um, Givarghizian.
1: Givarghizian. I said it wrong still. I tried. I did a it's lot of research.
4: Easy. I keep saying it and I'm maybe I'll do it actually that I have upload a video of me just saying it on YouTube <laughs> so when anyone looks it up they can look, look for mine, maybe.
1: But <laughs> well, we are here with her. She is the director of the wonderful movie The Stylist, which, like I said, go out, check it out, buy it, stream it. It's a it's a fantabulous movie. Uh I'm a I had one question. I'm a big fan of Maniac. What was the inspiration level with Maniac? Was it high?
4: It weirdly was low. Um became a bigger inspiration like after we already had the idea um somehow I didn't see maniac growing up like when I was watching a lot of stuff like preteen, teenage first kind of like introducing myself to horror um this is embarrassing I did I saw the remake first at a film festival and um the director of the original spoke after or before i can't remember but he i just remember being i was very in, into how blunt he was he's like i don't even know why you guys have me here like i didn't make this movie um <laughs> he's just so like what i'm not the director of this remake but um it made me finally watch the original i like both a lot but originally it started as kind of like the leather face um mostly an in inspiration of Leatherface, and a lot of may ended up influencing it a lot but i looked at her as like a female leather face and the wearing of the hair akin to wearing of of the skin and kind of how she would emulate that person the way he he kind of changes characters per mask um but then yeah once i finally saw maniac and then thought of it more i'm like well of course this will be the one people think of because he's the only other big scalper that we know i think in in cinema um but I I love how maniac is also from the bad person's perspective and you get to know, even in the original, I think he's still super sympathetic while being really disgusting and scary. Um, I like sad, sympathetic, scary people. I like like really layered characters like that, where you're not sure how to feel about them. Um, like you like them and they're wrong all at the same time. Uh, yeah, there's my long answer about maniac, and then we made a my friend Lou Rusconi, an artist, he made like an homage poster for the stylist. That's just like the complete maniac cover, where she's holding like a scalp at her,
3: like in the door. And, yeah, oh, that's like
4: awesome. you know, his, his uh, the poster that's just like his crotch down with
1: the with the scalp in his hand. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Now you do hair as well in real life. Uh, yes. Has anybody came in and been like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't think so, lady."
2: <laughs> like, I've seen the movie. That's, <laughs> that's kind of the question I wanted to ask, but I was like, I don't know if that. Like, should I say that?
4: No, I mean, I don't think they would come all the way there to say that. I would. I would be so stoked if someone came in just to be like. <laughs> i'm never getting my hair cut again because of you um but i have told like a lot of my clients i've had for so long that they i tell them about my journey as i've been going but newer clients that i'll tell like i've made a movie i'm like slowly revealing what it is i'm like it's called the stylist it's about a hairstylist that kills that's like my short pitch. While I'm cutting their hair and they're like, okay. Um. <laughs> some of the reactions are great. And they're not all like a lot of my clients are people who watch horror movies, but some of them are normies. And I can tell they're a little worried maybe. <laughs> um, but then I, people who have seen it, I like to like joke and be like, you're, you're the last one here. There's like, everyone has left. <laughs> it's just like the movie, like this, I wrote this scene because this happens all the time. Um and like the dialogue from her is taken right out of my life. The, her dog is my dog. So there's lots of scary, similar. She, like, it really is me aside from the killing. Just, <laughs> and maybe some, maybe I'm not that as crazy as she is. <laughs> <laughs> She's the extreme version of me who also kills people.
1: Well, it's a wonderful <laughs> uh, movie. And I said, <laughs> I enjoy I tell- it.
2: The lady who cuts my hair, I often talk to her about horror movies, and I of course want to recommend it. But then I'm also like, uh, I don't want to give her the idea either." To
4: no, please tell cut, her. Cut my
2: head off. That's like my, scalp my biggest off.
4: dream and mission is that is for every hairstylist to at least know this exists and hopefully watch it. Unless they, I know some people just don't like horror movies, but I feel like they'll they'll appreciate the things I put in there that they'll know like a hairstylist must have actually made this not just like mm-hmm. you know you'll see a lot of professions in movies and you can't do them exactly I couldn't even I couldn't do this one perfectly because I, I was like we're not going to film every tiny step of how you color someone's hair um but little details like that did matter to me because I'm like you watch movies and they'll always make someone a photographer and they're like clicking as they move like they don't even keep their camera still like things like that um mm-hmm. That's part of why I wanted to do it. I was like, well, I can do it
1: right. Whatever that
2: means. Well, I'll, I'll absolutely tell tell my stylist to watch this movie.
1: <laughs> They're like, man, these girls don't even have split ends. Shit. Good. <laughs> She's good. That's my terrible hair joke for the night. Well, Jill, once again, thank you for, for giving us your time. We're, we're, we need to roll. Oh. Richie hires... Lua, I, Lua, I don't even, I can't pronounce his name. He's Luis. pretty much a bodyguard. He has a family friend and an immigrant from Syria who's been through war. What he's going to do is he's going to monitor Hunter as uh, Richie is away at work. So she doesn't swallow anything. Uh, she's not happy, but she agrees. Uh, she does feel a little smothered with the bodyguard there and is hostile towards him. Uh, he dismisses her with a mental illness as a result of her privileged life. Uh, Hunter does get patted down every time she has to go to the bathroom. Uh, she passes the pat down, and we see her in the bathroom. She pulls out a stash of objects under the toilet, uh, which she swallows.
0: I I think it's Louise Louis or something, because she says Louis or Louis, and he corrects her. Yeah, but but then it feels like Richie. What Richie says is almost exactly what she said, but he doesn't correct Richie. And I think Richie says that he he worked for the family before. You said take care like, of grandmama. <laughs> I thought he said me ma, or oh, something. did he? Yeah, and I'm like, like, this, like this that. fucking guy says me ma. That's like, I don't
1: know. You didn't <laughs> have a me ma?
0: No, it's like. Guys who call their husband mother and shit. Me, is fucking creepy. Guys who call their, call husband their husbands mother. mother. Do I say husbands? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They they can do that if they want. Sure. Yeah.
1: Mother, that's a little.
0: No. But was <laughs> that's it, a weird uh, one, bro. <laughs> didn't Mike? Doesn't like Mike Pence? Doesn't he refer to his wife as mother? Yes. Okay.
4: Mother, we're not gonna win up. this
1: it's one.
2: Not
4: mother. like a like a. <laughs> like a fetishy thing like mom, Ma- like daddy, mommy. I don't know if that's I, don't, thing. I think it kind of mommy is, really isn't a thing the... like daddy though. It's not the same. Yeah, it's Maybe a little it
2: weird. Maybe it is. <laughs> I think, think daddy is fucking weird too though. I think it's like that for the pences. <laughs> I think they're <laughs> I think they're old, into that shit.
1: Oh mother. <laughs> <laughs> That, yeah, that'd that, be the...
4: That's like a t- You're saying it in a totally different Much scarier way
1: <laughs> It's
4: sounding more like a Norman Bates m- uh, mother Situation
1: you know <laughs> get, get that mic Which is get
4: the that. vibe I get from Richie as well
1: mm-hmm. Yeah I could see that Mommy Alright Hunter finds out at Richie's birthday party that he's pretty much told everybody he knows about what she's going through with the pica. And she is very upset about this. She does confront him outside during the party. Uh, One of the guests at the party does mention it to Hunter as she's kind of serving uh, dishes and stuff like that at the party. Uh, He does, or she does confront him. (laughs) Can you please not ruin my birthday? And he kind of just walks off, pretty much ignoring her. Huge dick move. Dudes, don't ever say that. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Don't ruin my birthday with your thoughts and feelings and just like generally being a human being. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Horrible. And also, the hugger is going around asking.
4: Oh, yeah. That was great when she hugs. sees him ask someone else. Then you realize, like, oh, he's just some weird. He's trying creepo. to creep on chicks. Like,
1: I need a hug.
0: A hug, <laughs> a hug is like swallowing a marble, but on the outside. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Who
1: has? No, has I anybody no ever <laughs> asked for a hug?
0: <laughs> what? I don't know. They I, just a, I just need a hug.
4: We are a hug deprived society. Do you you read all those like nerdy quote things about that they say hugs do for people? I believe that none of us are hugging each other. We shouldn't be like that guy. The way he's doing it is a bit weird.
1: I feel like I am gonna get shot if I go in for a hug on somebody. Maybe that's just the problem here.
0: I don't think she's suggesting that we hug everybody. I think it's
4: don't just walk up to a complete yeah. stranger and hug them. <laughs> That will be some form of assault, I'm sure.
2: That's how me and Kron met. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we probably hugged. I mean, in high school, we probably hugged.
0: Well, you were both walking to the same guy to hug him,
3: mm. <laughs> and realize,
0: and he ducked. We wanted to hug and you each guys other, bumped into each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We hugged each other, and then the rest is history. It's mm-hmm. perfect. I love
2: you, dude. I love you too, buddy. All right. There's
4: a really whole storyline with this hugging guy. Like, does he think it comes off genuine, but he's really like super manipulative and hopes it will lead to something with certain people?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess something else. I guess if it had just been the one scene, if because I, it makes me think like, oh, he's got his own backstory. If he's just like walking into the house being like, I really need a hug right now. But then, yeah, it's like if you go to the party and he's hugging everyone there, it's like, oh, this dude's just like a serial hugger here. <laughs> I mean.
0: Yeah. Well, Does and he re- says, I'm not drunk enough to ask for a kiss. Yeah, as well. Like,
4: Yeah. He, he's, he's got some s- psycho shit going on with that. It's something sca- subtly very scary about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, do the Richie and his buddies know, like, oh, that's Tom. He's going to try the fucking hug tonight. <laughs> like, never works. <laughs> and then, of course, Richie gets mad when he finds out that Hunter hugged him.
0: I'm thinking.
4: That's what I was worried about in that scene. The tension of, like, oh, God, is he going to do something crazy? Because yeah. she hugged this guy.
0: We need a hugger prequel, I think. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Seems like we have a director on the show tonight that might be
0: able to do that. hmm Whole cinematic universe. Yeah. The
4: we'll produce. <laughs> I was on a panel with this director at Chattanooga in... It was a virtual... Was it 21? And I just felt, like, super intimidated. And like, I was not on the league to be on a, on a panel with this guy. Um, but maybe since I barely know him, I can reach out about this hugger idea is the point of the story. <laughs> <laughs> we can ask him. You guys need to bring him on and be like, we really need to know the backstory of this guy. <laughs> uh, I-,
0: I have an idea for a sequel to Swallow, so maybe that maybe the hugger can carry through.
1: This is going to be a trilogy, it sounds like. Shit.
0: <laughs> okay. Get
1: our ducks in rows let's do this in therapy Hunter reveals she was not raised by her biological father and he has never met or she has never met him though. She knows his name and keeps a picture of him. She was, uh, she was conceived as a result of her mother's rape at the hands of a strange man. She met at a bar that night. Uh, the rapist did serve time for this crime. Uh, PSA Hunter, uh, in the words of Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow, throw that picture away, please.
4: Um,
3: <laughs>
4: worst one of the night. That's horrible. <laughs> This is such a fucking horrible backstory.
1: Um well, she, that
4: the way that she goes go in you like grow up as knowing you were the result of something so horrible. Yeah.
1: She I, I don't know, she almost plays it off like it's just a oh and by the way fact kind of, you know. I don't know. And even the the therapist like when she produces the picture, she's like you keep a picture of him. So I I don't, that's, to me, that's a weird moment in this movie of like, of her character, I
2: think, that shows well, like, mm-hmm. I mean, the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, does the, like, does the director, the person making this movie, not like this character? Because it is just like, bad thing after bad thing, and then that's all followed by a worse thing that, I mean, it's just, like, relentless on this lady, you know? And, like, I don't know. Was, I feel like at a certain point, you got to give her something, you know? And it's just, it's, like, bad all the time for this lady. It's, it's a, it's kind of a bummer.
4: It'd be well, to be fair, I feel like this film is about her ultimately freeing herself from all of this. So we do get that. When you um, get to the
2: end, there's yeah. like some relief. But yeah, it's like by the time you get here, I just I was like, man, it's already tough for this lady.
4: I feel like though here is when we of like, oh, like what got her to this point? Yeah. Um, like, why she ended up in this family. Like, this is the this is the inciting thing in her that she's avoided her whole life and why all this is happening. Um, yeah, I feel like her, like, the way that she reacts, tells her psychologist is like a defense mechanism. Like, she's not ready to even admit how fucked up it is out loud um, with the way think- that she says it.
1: I think there is some comfort there with her psychiatrist as well of, oh, I can talk to this lady. And so she, her telling the story is I think a step of Hunter trusting like, oh, I can talk to somebody now.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I think there's also a testament to the performance here. It might've been a little earlier, but definitely at this point there's some childlike delivery in her nature that continues on it's like bigger eyes softer it even feels like the language is 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 choppier like don't get mad it's not a big deal it's like a a kid Mm -hmm. trying to blow it off and then especially later when she's pleading to not go to the facility that is very childlike please it's not a big deal it wasn't a big deal and so the the facade of like the 50s wife expectation starts to slip, and the and the child comes back like literally comes out as soon as she pulls out that picture, which I think is to me very noticeable
3: mm-hmm.
4: We're getting... and that the idea for carrying that picture is super disturbing, but I think no one could comprehend what that would I don't know feel like or you would still feel some kind of connection to this her horrible person that's technically your father yeah, it's a dark thing which as you're about to talk through further into the movie I love that she confronts him I think that's incredible
1: I think closure incredible, is on her scene. mind yeah yeah she needs some closure I believe He's drinking a Modelo. All right. One afternoon while Hunter is gardening, she overhears Richie speaking with her psychiatrist on the phone and realizes Richie has bribed the doctor to tell him what they have, or what she has discussed with Hunter in the therapy sessions. We get a great scene here where she is gardening with the soil and the dirt, and she kind of lifts it up and looks at it and then kind of pushes it, lets it fall back into the pot which I think is really nice.
0: This guy shaves before he goes to the gym. Man, that is... <sighs> uh, that, that tells you everything you need to know about this dude. He's
1: just... <laughs> shave before you... If you shave before you go to the gym, you're an asshole?
0: Yeah. Why you gotta look good
2: at the gym? The whole are at the, of gym, the gym, baby. Is, no, nah. dude, I look my worst, the absolute worst I'll ever look is at the gym. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> are you
1: at the, did you just get back from the gym?
2: I went to the gym earlier today. Yeah. Burn, burn yeah. your face, Kron. Hey, I always got a shower in before this. It could have been even.
0: Did, did you shave before <laughs> or after?
2: I didn't shave today at all.
0: Oh, hardcore.
1: <laughs> Psychopath. I haven't shaved in like four days.
0: Five. I don't fucking Doesn't know. matter.
1: Doesn't matter. All right. Hearing this news, this sends Hunter into a panic. Um, the, the bodyguard here, she does climb under a bed in the panic to kind of calm herself down. The bodyguard does show some uh, emotion towards her and feels sorry for her. He kind of lays with her under there. Uh, They fall asleep. Uh, She wakes up before him. She goes through the house, still panicked, and finds a miniature screwdriver and swallows it. Uh, The bodyguard here, he does find her choking violently and calls 911. After undergoing surgery to remove the screwdriver, Michael and Catherine, Richie's parents, Arrange to have Hunter committed to a psychiatric hospital for the next seven months until she delivers the baby.
0: Uh, Uh, Big takeaway in this scene is the father is the one that threatens the divorce. Richie doesn't say it. The father is the one that says, oh, she doesn't agree to this. Richie wants a divorce. Which is like the most ultimate he can't take care of his own shit thing from the father so far.
1: I mean, he bought him the house too. I mean, shit. So this is the ultimate, like, my daddy will. Do you know who my daddy is? Like yeah. those type of dudes.
4: Yeah, and he's like, like, not to tr- sympathize with our bad Richie too much, but like, he, when you, he's completely then like his prisoner in a sense. Like he can't, he has to do everything according to him, or he will. Will lose his house, lose his job, literally have nothing if he's not living his life in accordance to mom and dad's rules. So it's like he's like a child forever because of that.
1: No mom, I'm almost done. (laughs) We had a guest tonight. Okay.
2: You should call her mother though.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, mother.
2: (laughs) I thought you were gonna yell the mom,
4: lasagna. Or is Fuck. that
0: what he Will, Will Carol says in that movie? Meatloaf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mom, Meatloaf. Meatloaf.
1: Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Richie's dad does threaten a divorce. The bodyguard, he has warmed to Hunter at this point and allows her to flee into the woods and stages it to appear as though she has escaped. Hunter does hitchhike.
0: To... I would have taken it a step further. I'd have like poured some ketchup on my f- head and like laid down. She's <laughs> not even left. Like, yeah. Oh, she fucking knocked me out. You know? Yeah.
4: I do Just like to... that. We had this guy. This was like the one guy on her side. I think probably because he knew this, he has seen this family for so long and knows how fucked up they are. Like, he looks after me, ma. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you'll be better out there on your own. than
1: <laughs> Meemaw well, always wanted to be free.
0: Yeah. Is there something with them laying together underneath the bed, which is like he says, I fled because of war. Like, is that something that he connects with? Maybe having to hide from bombardment as a kid or when he was younger and like there was a proximity to that maybe he sort of connected with? You know, like she's she's got all these opportunities where if it wasn't something that was deep that she, you know, I think he realizes like, oh, this isn't something she could just turn off. This isn't just attention. You know, there there's something here. And, and am I making it worse by acting as their implement, which is the opposite of what Richie does? Like he's just the implement of, you know, his family.
1: I could see that. I think. I think the second time I watched, well the first time I watched I was like I think I want a little bit more from that relationship between Hunter and the bodyguard, but I think the second time just like the hand on the shoulder and I was like all right that I think that's enough to where based off of his character would he's not going to be like trying to hey can I get a hug? So <laughs>
4: Yeah, he's very stoic. So for him to show that emotion is like very... It's very big and like profound feeling when he just puts his hand on her shoulder.
0: Yeah. Well, and you can be masculine but still caring, right? You can be...
1: And he also comes from Syria, so I'm sure they're not respecting of the ladies like we do in America. So yeah.
0: The thoughts of Laundry Dan do not... uh... (sighs) reflect the thoughts of five day rentals as a whole.
1: You've never been to Syria like I have, dude. Remember I that never George been mo- Syria. You've never been to Syria either, Kron?
0: Were you about to say that George Clooney movie that was Syriana, by the way?
1: Yeah, it was literally named after it. That was me. Okay. I never watched it.
0: <laughs> it's a bore.
1: It seemed like it really yeah. did. All right, Hunter Hitchhikes to a motel and calls Richie. Or and Richie calls her. Sorry. Uh, he begs for her return. She explains uh, she had rushed, in, rushed into things with the marriage and the pregnancy. And uh, she's just not happy. Of course, he interrupts her because he wants to talk because it's just his character here. Uh, and he says...
0: Running out of minutes, dude.
2: <laughs> Goddamn yeah.
1: boost mobile.
0: Yeah,
2: you're, <laughs> Your, your mint mobiles running out. <laughs>
1: He interrupts her and gives her reasons on why that she need or gives her reasons why she needs to come back. Uh she refuses. He chastises her and insults her. Uh Hunter smashes her cell phone and spends the rest of the night watching television eating soil dirt from that she collected
2: outside before she got the hotel
0: cake. We think it's cake.
2: No, I thought it was dirt the way the movie presented it. <laughs>
0: Come
2: on! I was gonna go with chewing tobacco.
0: <laughs> Hardcore. Yeah, Isn't interesting
4: how the eating of the dirt is more disturbing than all the sharp things? Cause we don't like see her eat it. We more to see the aftermath of those other things. But the dirt is like, but yeah, that could easily. <laughs> this is a chocolate cake smashed up.
0: Just loving it.
4: It's delicious, probably. <laughs> They're like stop eating all the dirt. <laughs>
2: We have to like, yeah, we're running out of dirt for this scene. Maybe she was like, "No, I got a better take in me." <laughs>
1: <Bring> in, <laughs> two more, two more. Bring in more of those crushed up. <laughs>
4: on on Black Mold, the set decorator, she um, like when we'd have to like make rooms look more dusty and shit, she they would like sprinkle this shit all over the place. That was like a mix of cocoa and coffee and God knows what else. So it's all like edible, but it looks like so. I know they have all these weird things they come up with, (laughs) which I think is what's so amazing about that. Like that whole side of filmmaking, it's like the things they think of to use that looks like something else. I'm just like, what? It's incredible.
1: (laughs) So the black mold smelled great on set?
4: Yeah. So we had, it wasn't so bad, but we were in some actually old buildings that were fucked up, then adding our own fake dirt to make it more. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Gosh, I'm gonna have so many thoughts when I watch Black Mold finally. Like, yeah, well, it smelled great in there. That's what Jill said.
2: <laughs> yeah, you should um, s- s- stand up in the theater and announce that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jill
1: said. <laughs> My dog will just look at me like, what? You Taking your dog into the theater? <laughs> She watches movies with me, the dog, yeah. Sometimes. I gave
2: her weed last night. (laughs) Didn't really help too much. I don't (laughs) think. Yeah, but you just went and got it out of your, like, by the sidewalk, right? (laughs) Oh, we shared. (laughs) We shared,
1: (laughs) you know. Fucker takes (laughs) weight. All right, the next day she calls her mom. Uh, and gets angry when she says her sister's there with her new baby. Uh, but pretty much Hunter's just saying, I got to come home. I need to talk to you. Some shit's been going down. And her mom's like, well, that's fine. But your sister's here with her new baby. And Hunter does not have, does not want anything to do with that.
0: Well, she also uh, says, I'm sorry, there's just not enough room. Like, she yeah, denies she her. Yeah, straight
1: up like, your sister's here, so there's no room for you. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's always room for family, okay? <laughs>
4: That's what mom should have said.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: Which Hunter, I'm sure, already felt like the outcast because mom went on and married someone else and had babies with them, and so she's the child from this horrible situation, not part of that family in the same
0: way.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: (laughs) I don't think that's a... I don't think but that's that, a, an opinion. I think that's a <laughs> that's a fact me, of the movie, Dan. That's not let an let me interpretation. Elaborate. Okay, is that
1: brought up in their conversations? Though, would Hunter bring that up, or would like the mother be like, "Well, you're my
0: daughter, but you know, you're like the other daughter." She must have brought something. Up oh no, because she never she would have never needed to even admit that. To her yeah. her mother chose to tell her this
1: that's true because she yeah but she went and found the picture her, of the her
0: mo- her mother was putting that weight onto her she could have kept that a secret forever and it not like that's her inherited problem from her mother right
1: i could see that like yeah why would she go to the extremes to find a picture and and follow along with it, I guess.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, I think at some point you'd be like just curious where you came from though. Like if you never knew your father, you know, you'd eventually ask that question. And I guess it's the mother's decision at that point to be honest or not. But still, I mean, I think like that would just be a, a question that would come up. You know what I mean? All right. All right, Jill Hunter. Hitchhikes. Now to I'm the-, <laughs> the
4: one in
1: this <laughs> Hunter hitchhikes to the home of her biological father, William Irwin. Uh, William and his wife Lucy. They're having a birthday party. I, I think it's for her daughter, or is it for William? I'm not sure. Doesn't matter. Uh, but they assume Hunter is one of the parents of the children that is attending the party. Um. Uh, but she privately reveals her true identity to William, and he kind of freaks out a little bit. Like you could, he gets his wife to where he can talk to Hunter privately, and asks, "Are you here to ruin my life?" And Hunter kind of just dishes out the questions uh, during a very emotional conversation. Which I will say, these two acting together is a great scene. Uh, William professes he has a lot of shame for what happened to Hunter's mother and Hunter asks him if she, or if he is ashamed of her and whether she is like him, which he denies. He's like, no, you're not.
0: This scene Mm -hmm. could have gone so many different ways and it, it almost made me feel worse. Him getting so close and basically saying, it's not your fault. It's nothing you did. Like, just like we talked about with the, the phone call with the mother and and what we're supposed to infer with the information that she shared, that was, that was brutal. I think it almost would have been easier to watch if he was just like, don't fuck up my life, get the fuck out of here. But him having some humanity and weirdly some father connection to her is crushing.
4: Such a beautiful scene. It's so... For a film that's like so... Like hyper stylish, most of the film. Although, like all the performances are pretty raw, but that scene is so incredible, and yes, I was just so brave to even like write it and then perform it, and the whole thing. Like, I was just trying to look up that guy's name who plays the father. I can't think of his name. He's in so much stuff, but I can do it was so perfect, and the way that she reveals who she is in front of the wife without her wife being able to figure out what that means. And like the panic rising in him, trying to get her out of there to have this conversation. Um, like when I was writing, rewatching that part, I just wrote like when she confronts her biological dad, wow,
0: wow, wow.
4: With all these like dots in between, I mean, it's just so, it's so powerful. It's such an incredible scene. It's in- insane.
0: Dennis O'Hare is the actor. Yes. You know, um, all that,
4: that was all yeah, the first take there. The way that he like, is able to tell her it's not her fault and give, give her that is so beautiful. I don't, it's such a great... It's great. It takes this film from being... It's interesting that this film really, like, the basic concept is simple, which I think I feel like we should all learn from that. Like it doesn't take some complicated, crazy idea to make an awesome movie. Um, Is that scene just blows me away. Like that scene makes this whole movie like an incredible movie.
0: We've talked a lot this episode, like we've all made these hand gestures of like, you know, the, the pacing in the story on a graph, you know, what we, what we think it does to have this like crying, like you're saying, it just like, it keeps building up right. Marble, Thumbtack keeps going up, screwdriver, and I'm I'm going into this, and she's about to confront her father. I'm just going to assume. Oh, we're going way high now. They were just sort of they were prepping you for an incredibly cringe ten minute ending that was just going to be brutal, and the fact that you're able to flip that and it now become positive, and the end of this be so cathartic is incredible I think that's just a real testament to like you said the the bravery to write that thing particularly that character saying that but the genius stroke of knowing when to time that to give you your relief on that was it was the scene I was looking forward to the most on the second rewatch like I was so stoked to get to it because like you were saying Kron I felt so bad for her Mm mm-hmm A lot of movies, and especially on this show, we want to do the rewatch so we we know what we're talking about. This this was so comforting. It's like I knew what I'm going to get through because I'm going to be comfortable at the end, thankfully.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of, well, I mean, the scene is like very tough to get through itself, but then after this you do get kind of like a roll off. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess just, even her asking like, am I like you is such a, like such a powerful part of the movie. Cause I mean, I guess she, you know, like she knows that what she's doing is not normal behavior, but still it's like the only person that she can ask about this is this other person that's done like a terrible, terrible thing, you know? And I guess for that guy to say like, no, like you're not, the same way as I am, you know, it's like finally like a, a breath in the film, you know, like a separation from all the terrible stuff we've been seeing up to this point.
4: I didn't think the, about how powerful that quote again, like when you bring it up again, when she asks, am I like you? Like we, we didn't really consider until then that not only the pain of knowing that you came from the situation, but wondering, honestly, yeah, if you, if the parts of you that you didn't like were, you would wonder, like, if you were like this person or you carried something about them or the bad part of them, or it's such an interesting thing because it's like there's tons of films that deal with rape or there's, you know, the whole rape revenge subgenre and horror. And this film is ultimately about that but it's not a film that's like about that if, if that makes sense like um it's yeah that scene is incredible i'm i think i'm giving this movie five stars oh wait i'm not supposed to give it away you guys are i posted it on instagram and blew it but i'm like about to go on my letterbox and change it right now i'm like that's it's fucking pretty incredible honestly that ending when I also love when a film will like take me on this ride and then like rock me like that emotionally near the end. Uh, the good time is one I can think of that makes me think of it. Uh, the one with Robert Pattinson by this. Sea yeah. brothers.
2: I mean, yeah. Um, me, me and Dan are big fans of that movie. You're in good company.
4: But yeah, I love a movie that has also, it's like the courage to do something like that for this like ultimate, release is awesome. (laughs) I rant about that forever.
1: All right. Having obtained closure, Hunter does visit a clinic and is prescribed a medication to an, to induce an abortion. She takes the pills while eating a lunch in a food court and experiences the abortion in a public restroom. Uh, She does look at herself in the mirror at the very end and she seems satisfied i think her story is a chapter closed and ready to move on and credits for swallow from 2019 directed by carlo Mar- marabella davis
4: i really appreciated how the that bathroom scene continued as to say like this is not to diminish her story, but to say like, this is just one person and look at all, like of, of all, all these the people, girls. like, um, okay. Like it says a lot of things. It says like, we don't know what people are going through around. I just said, I was like that, that scene continuing on after she left,
1: I feel like was really powerful. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of things going on between those stalls more than just onesies and twosies. Mm-hmm. Not in in a mean way. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's why... Because I kind of noticed that too, that he kind of sat on everybody coming in and out and doing their thing too, which I thought I liked. All right, guys. Upon further research... Last thing I I wanted to say...
0: Oh, go ahead, the, The costume design, the way she's now wearing her hair and the sweatshirt that she is wearing... It seems like that is the most real her. She she looks comfortable. She has actual life to her. She looks like a real person. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very subtle because it's just it's really just her sitting there eating at the at the food court, and then the scene of her in the bathroom. So you don't see much of it, but it just that decision. Whoever chose her clothes on that, I think. Yeah, it's like every the location
4: to. and her clothes all represent her from being, like, in this trapped environment where everything's, like, perfect and pristine and fake and then seeing her in the real world, like, looking like a real person with mm-hmm. real people around her.
1: Um, yeah.
4: I love those kind
1: of details. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, upon further research, and ladies, upon further research, this was released March 6th, 2020, in a limited, so this did get mixed in with right before COVID, when I, right before everything shut down, so that's, I think, why, I couldn't find a budget, but I think the box office was just over 274K for it, is what they've reported, but did get sweeped up with COVID at the cinema that week. You could also catch first cow onward. I didn't believe that was one of Pixar's movies, uh, the way back with Ben Affleck. All right. The film was inspired by the director's grandmother who had a obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, she was a compulsive hand hand washer and had many rituals. Uh, he did explain that she was part of a bad marriage and that, uh, her husband did send her to electroshock therapy at a mental institution which did cause a lot of problems for her uh, shot in 20 days. Uh, Master prime lenses were used uh, to capture the texture because I guess uh, that's a big focus when dealing with Pika. that when she says, I like the texture in my mouth and stuff like that.
0: 20, days. Uh,
1: 20 days. That's that it. impressive. And that's all I got. Like I said, not, a, not a lot out there. For uh, swallow from 2019, but yeah, are we ready? Are we ready to find out? Rate my box.
0: Current average letterbox rating is a 3.4. Yep. Dan, this was your selection, so you are the one we are playing for. Uh, Kron and I gave you both a 4.0. Joe locked at 4.5. Kron, would you like to go first?
2: Uh, Jill, I'm going to guess you're a five-star on this. (laughs) Uh, How did you know? Bones, I think I'm going to go with
0: 3.5. Kron, I'm going to give you a 3.5. And Jill, I had already written down a 4.5 for you. (laughs) And I know you said it, but... Since it doesn't really matter, I'm going to keep the
4: 4.5. So now so, I guess, y- yeah, you, your guys is okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cron, I think yours is 3.5,
1: and Bones four. All right, Dan. Jill, I'm going five. <laughs> Cron. I'm going three for Kron. Bones, I'm doing a 3.5. Kron Howard.
2: I think I I went first in this order. Uh, So this is a weird one for me. Like, I feel like there are two things that I have to reconcile with with this movie. One is effectiveness, and the other is entertainment, right? So like effectiveness, I would say this is, you know, extremely powerful. I was very uncomfortable the entire time I was watching this. Um, I mean, if you are just going for some kind of, uh, I don't know, like imagery that will stick with you or scenes that you won't get, you you won't be able to get out of your head. Um, this is an extremely effective movie in that way. I also think The story is very important. Um, I think the character development is like really, really well done. Um, So there's a lot of those kind of elements that I really appreciate about this movie. As far as the other half, I mean, I feel like every single movie, I've almost rated it as how much did I enjoy the film just on a personal level. Um, And this is almost getting into that like, you know, hereditary kind of place for me where if I think about rewatching this movie, I will easily talk myself into rewatching repo man for the 50th time instead of this, because it does feel so heavy and weighty and disturbing. And it's just, um, like I don't mean to diminish the movie in any way because it is very powerful, but I just don't think I could give this a ton of rewatches. Um, Like through, you know, just cause it's so powerful and it's just, it's a tough one to get through in a way. So I'm ultimately going to land on a 3.0 for this movie, but I do think people should watch it. Like I would give it like a very strong recommendation, but it's just, it it would be tough for me to revisit a a lot, you know?
0: So that's why I landed on 3.0 bones. Thank you, Kron. Um, this thing bumped substantially for me on the rewatch. I after my first watch, I was at a 3.5. For a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, Kron, I think it was it was it was competent. Uh, Jill, I think you said confident earlier, and that really comes through and compelling. The three C's. What I will say is on that second watch. Again, to, to mirror what you said, Kron, like, um, the, from the entertainment perspective of what I want to go back and watch this again, oftentimes in my ratings, I will say, well, how much fun did I have discussing it? Because uh, that might be worth a, a point where it's maybe not great filmmaking, but it had a good vibe. So I'm going to give it a little bit there. I think that's important to do for this movie with its message. And it's execution. And the same way I'm going to give Pierce Brosnan's Livewire 4.5 on the inverse of that. I think you have to have this stuff. You you have to watch these things. That's You have to feel these. You have to try to see what you would do in this situation and how it relates to your life. And this is one of the most effective watches I've had in some time on that. So... This, this thing bumped up a full point. I'm a 4.5 on this. Jill, please.
4: I was, I was like, do I go next? Yes, please. Um,
0: uh, actually, show us how to talk about a movie. That would be awesome.
4: <laughs> well, I feel like I've expressed how much I love it over the last couple hours. Um I actually had it at a four before we got on today, and I'm I moved it to five literally right now. Um, I think because I realize how much a how much this film inspires a conversation, and there's so much to discuss in it, and to and to it's a thought a film that leaves you thinking, and um, the way I have a lot of like a different differential of like films that are. Films I love that are really heavy like this, that I'm definitely not rewatching over and over, but that doesn't take a take points away personally for me. Um, and then there's films that like I love that I would watch over and over and over. People can ask me, like, my favorite films wouldn't necessarily be films I want to watch more than twice in my life. Um, <laughs> it just depends on the exact question. Um Like Texas Chainsaw is my favorite horror of all time, but I think that one's a it's a painful film. It's not fun um, necessarily, uh, but I have seen that one a (laughs) stupid amount of times for not being fun. But anywho, um, it's interesting. This film, I feel like, like I was saying, from the surface, it can feel like it's it's like a super stylish film. Like the cinematography, production design is insane. But it's so it's it's not just that it's not like a lot of people just talk about style and no substance this isn't absolutely not the case here um so much substance and style together and a film that is like i was saying just can be that powerful and have such an emotionally just rocking film at the end with the moment with her dad and in the mall at the end um I think that kind of filmmaking is like the most inspiring, so I I just love it. And I and it, that kind of confidence from a filmmaker that like s- stuck to this vision and wasn't a because fr- it's easy to be afraid to make something that's like this slow and still and there's no action, there's only a couple of characters and there's not a lot of like things happening. If you're like there's really about a woman eating stuff, like it there's not it's not an easy thing to describe to somebody. But it's an incredible movie. I don't understand how this guy hasn't already made another film. Um, But yes, that's I fucking loved it. (laughs) Five stars.
1: All right, swallow from 2019, directed by Carlo Marabella Davis. If you told me that there is a movie out there where a girl swallows a pushpin and a penny and a locket and a jacket, I'd be like, in.
0: And I think that's what this does.
1: I think you see a preview and you're like, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, like that's crazy. And, but I think that is just such a tail right there for you to bite on. And it leads you down to, to such uh, to a tail of suck on you. Mean. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah t- I can't tell to suck
1: on. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, but it's just a, such a powerful story. I think I, I don't. I love how she's so colorful in the beginning, and all that color just drains out at the end. I think Bones kind of hit on that a little bit at the end. She's in a glass house of okay, like you can see the metaphors and all that. But I think it works on all the levels. Uh, like I said, I agree with Bones. I had that written down as well. I think this is a uh, a conversation piece that you, that you should put yourself through. And I think at the end, it kind of delivers a, a breath of fresh air almost, or a relief, I guess, a kind of, oh, all right, she's going to be okay. <laughs> like, you know, like maybe it's your, your daughter or something. You could see like, all right, I did. All right. She's going to be fine. But um, yeah, I love, like Jill said, the camera is still most of the time. It doesn't move very much. Uh, and just uh, Hunter's performance there. Haley Bennett just does so much great shit with her face. I Yeah, like Kron says, you could put it on mute, and I think you could still follow along, just not by any of the dialogue. Um, as Kron said, is this a rewatchability? Probably not. I own it, but... Uh, like I said, I think for certain friends, this would be a good suggestion to make. I think they would enjoy that. Like I said, I love how, like I said, not a slow burn, but it burns constantly and it gets over just like that. It's in and out and it's so effective. It's a 4.0 for me. Uh, I don't know when the next time I'll watch it is, but yeah, you never know. So, yeah, 4.0, gentlemen.
4: Wait, speaking ladies. of... I wanted to think, speaking of the rewatch ability thing it, I probably would not have watched it again had you guys not brought me on to talk about it and it's made me realize that most films, unless it's something I just really don't like at all, do need a couple watches for you to really digest them um, the first time you're just like you know, trying to catch up to it and then you, you don't have it's like so much of this didn't set in and just how thoughtful all the decisions in the film are it's just like I didn't get even half of this on my first watch it's also a different experience when I watch it like with a friend versus like really studying the film um but I'm really thankful I watched it again because I probably wouldn't have because it is like such a heavy film. It gets harder to watch emotionally heavy films. The older I get, I can feel myself get more sensitive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I watched it again.
1: Well, we're glad you're here, Jill. Thank you for your time. Once again, tell everybody where they can find you, tell you where they can get your stuff at.
4: Um, at Jill six, all over the place. Uh, hopefully hoping to be announcing the new movie here real soon.
1: Hell yeah. Like I said, thank you for your time. Uh, this was a blast. Anything this else blast. from Jill?
0: You were so much fun. You fit in great. Thank you for your thank time. Thank
1: you.
4: Yes. Thanks for having me. This was fun.
1: All right. Well, we'll let you go. Uh, should we do, should we do a crash and burn for her? Let's do a crash and burn. You got
0: to make her crash and burn. She had to sit through all yeah. that other stuff. Yeah. What, what is right.
4: a crash and
2: burn? That, that is our sign, our sign off. We say it. the end of Every <laughs> episode. <laughs> It's from uh, Robot Jocks. That great. (laughs) That That great movie that you've
1: never seen.
4: Haven't seen it.
1: (laughs) You're not missing anything. Crash and Burn.
2: Crash and Burn. Crash and Burn.
4: Crash and Burn? Is did it. Is that your goodbye?
2: Yeah. That's our goodbye. Welcome back, everybody, to the 5-Day Reynolds Podcast. This is the aftershower segment of, I don't know, a very important episode for us. A real person that's made a narrative feature joined us. Thank you, Jill, for stopping by.
0: Yeah, like the classic TV sitcom commercial for this episode, you know, would have like very somber music, Mm -hmm. you know on a very special episode of Five Day Rentals. She did
1: a beautiful job. Thank you, Jill.
0: Mm-hmm. Dan, not Got a, a single Bush reference, that whole episode.
1: Yeah, I thought about starting it out of like, this is our review for the 1996 single Swallowed by Bush. And then I figured maybe that would...
0: Yeah. You know. No, instead, I made a Robert Palmer Power Station reference, so Mm -hmm. I got you, bro.
2: Duh. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cron, you had started.
2: Oh, just real quick. uh, Guys, Swallow would have an average rating from the four of us of 4.13. This thing would end up at number 12 out of 119 movies currently on the big list. This would be right below Rad and right above Old Henry. What are we doing to ourselves? That's a weird triple feature right there. We're becoming legit. All right, guys. Uh, oh, real quick, Bones, do you have scores for the Rate My Letterboxd?
0: Yeah, ones all around.
2: Just tell him I'm winning, Cron. Currently, Bones is winning with a 7.0. I would be behind him with a 5. And, Dan, you couldn't get any points on this episode, so you're at a 3.5. Rigged. All right, Dan brought us the category. Uh, That's not healthy. I will say... I feel like more and more this is happening where if the category gets announced, most of the time, I'm like mourning of figuring out what I'm actually going to lock in to be my selection. Uh, This was not the case. As soon as Dan told us what the category was, I had a movie that popped into my head and nothing ever beat it. We have been on a run Of I'll just say it More prestigious films We did the TV movie cart We did Thief We did Swallow Uh, But guys Get ready to go back to your roots Cause we're going to 1988 to watch Frank Hinenlotter's Brain Damage This is right in the 5DR Wheelhouse (laughs) Some classic late 80s schlock. This thing is under an hour and a half. (laughs) Not 100% sure if it's streaming. I think this was on Tubi. Um, I will make it available to both of you. Have you guys seen Brain Damage before? Have not. I believe I have, yes. I think for me this think. was
0: a early cinema jihad watch. Um, I'm probably gonna call it Brain Dead throughout the entire record. I apologize.
2: Yeah, that's not it. That's a different movie. Mm-hmm. That's the one where the guy is opening up his mouth. Quran this is available
1: on Shutter, Tubi, and Arrow. But didn't Hell we yeah.
0: didn't we also cover a uh, Bill Pullman Brain Dead? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, okay. I get confused with basket case. So this is the same guy that did basket case and Frankenhooker.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well he did two and three for basket case. You did I three?
1: He didn't have well. seen three.
2: So yeah, I believe I've seen this. It's a good one. Definitely gets into some drug addiction territory, Um, but it's its own beast, man. Brain Damage is going to be a fun watch. I've not seen this one in quite a while, so. Well, fuck yeah, Cron.
1: Thank you for bringing us back to getting too fucking
2: big-headed over here, dude. Yeah, man. Thinking we're like a movie review podcast and shit. For a while we were acting like a professional podcast, and I think it confused a lot of the listeners so
1: yeah, it got old having to pretend to be smarted and stuff.
2: It'll be good to get back in the sewer and you know yeah. really rummage around where we're used to I can I don't have to wear
1: suits anymore and shit
0: yeah it it'd be nice to be cancelled for um Saying something stupid instead of misinterpreting a message, you know. Yeah, because this 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 episode was this was treacherous. What do you it was mean this treacherous?
2: This is a good one, guys. Had to be on my smartest behavior. Yeah, this required. I think I failed.
0: This required um very um soft like gloves. They had to like. Um, Vaseline first. You know what doesn't
2: require soft gloves? Brain damage. It's about like a turd worm that shoots uh, electricity into your brain.
0: <laughs> Thank God.
2: I we went <laughs> turd worm. I'm bringing the show back, dude.
1: I had a feeling that we were going into some to some schlock territory. Yeah. And I it's appreciate what, it. It's what we're good at, dude. Cause when Swallow came up, I was like, that's that's a heavy
0: that's a heavy one. Hey man. Uh, the video store, the new release wall. Shit's A to Z, homie.
2: People like when we cover shit and puppet stuff.
0: I think they like it when we cover a real movie but we insert puppets and shit.
1: I think they're expecting the us. Numbers, to add the numbers the numbers
0: yeah, the numbers don't support the fact that they enjoy the puppet foundation. Yeah. But they it's need- like the core likes the puppet
2: stuff.
1: Hey, we got That's some all-stars true. out there. Thank you for those two mm-hmm. that you know yep, who you are. We're
0: playing to that. Like,
1: oh, I wouldn't even want to go through that shit, and I have, but
2: <laughs> thank you. Yeah, if we showed up in your Spotify wrapped, thanks a lot. Thank
0: you. 100%. Have a merry holidays.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Are we ready to get out
0: of here? We got to.
1: As always, follow us on uh, social media. We're on threads. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. Uh, There is a link to the Discord on every episode that drops a five-day rentals every Wednesday. If you want to join the Discord, you can get us wherever you get podcasts.
0: Crash and burn. Brain and drain milk button
3: You guys want a code red